Chapter Twenty Two of the Junior Classics, Volume Eight Animal and Nature Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. The Junior Classics, Volume Eight Animal and Nature Stories. Edited by William Patton. Chapter Twenty Two That Sly Old Woodchuck by William O. Stoddard. Dear me, dey's just one mo row o taters. It's a hoein de best I know. Julius leaned on his hoe for a moment. His bright black face was turned a little anxiously toward the front fence. Over in the road beyond that there stood a white boy of about his own size, and he was calling. Quib, quib, come here. Dar he goes, said Julius. Dey a got him again. He de best dog for woodchucks, he is, and I can't go long. Tell you what, though, if I'd a taught he'd run away, for I'd hold these taters, I'd never have given him dat big bone, de rascal. He's just hid it away, somewhere down among de cabbages. That was what Quib had done with his precious bone, but now his little, lean, yellow legs were carrying him rapidly down the road, with half a dozen very noisy boys behind him. Pete! Pete Corey! Where was it you saw that woodchuck? Finest woodchuck you ever saw in all your life, was Pete's reply. He'll get away from us! No, he won't. Abe Silover is watching for him. That woodchuck is in the stone heap at the corner of old Hamburger's pasture lot. Quib must have understood what Mart Peniman said, for he did not halt for one second till he reached the bars that led into that very field. It was more than a quarter of a mile from the potato patch, but Quib had barked all the way, probably out of respect for the size and importance of the coming woodchuck. Mart Peniman and Abe Silover had started their great game on the way home from driving their cows. They had raced him across the pasture and along the fence, into the stone heap, and and then Abe had stayed to keep watch while Mart went after Julius Davis's dog. That meant also, of course, as large a crowd of boys as he could pick up in going and coming. It was a sad thing for Julius that his mother had set him at the potato patch, and that Quib had broken his contract with the bone. Quib was not usually so treacherous, but he happened to be on friendly terms with every boy of that hunting party. They had all helped him chase woodchucks at one time or another, and he had great confidence in them but that was nothing at all to their confidence in him. The pasture bars did not stop a single one of the woodchuck hunters. All the boys went over while Quib was wriggling under, through a hole he knew, and there, almost right before them, was the stone heap. It was quite a large one, and it was thickly overgrown with wild raspberry vines. Abe, is he there? He didn't get away, did he? Are you sure he is in there? Quib, Quib, shouted Abe. Woodchucks, Quib, woodchucks. Right in here, find him. Quib was dancing around in a quiver of noisy excitement, for he had caught a sniff of something under the first bush he sprang into. How he did bark and yelp and scratch for about a minute. Poise, poise, what is all this? What ye want this mine stone heap, eh? It was old Hamburger himself climbing the fence, and he looked longer and leaner just then, and had more pipe in his mouth than the boys thought they had ever seen before. The finest woodchuck you ever saw, Mr. Hamburger, began Cole Thomas by way of an apology. Woodchuck, that's it. And so you puts a talk into mine stone heap, 
and you steps onto mine grass and you knock over all mine beautiful mullen stalks and mine thistles and mine skulk feet puff puff came the great clouds of smoke from the grim lips of the old german but it struck cole thomas that mr hamburger himself was on the watch for that woodchuck bow wow yow yup and mart shouted there he goes hey we'll get him screamed abe take him quib take him quib had started a woodchuck there was never a stone heap piled up that had room in it for both a dog and a woodchuck mr hamburger took the pipe out of his mouth which was a thing nobody could remember ever having seen him do those poise dat woodchuck de tog is a goot one they will prick dar little necks just see how they run but de tog is a deepest runner of dem poise except de woodchuck mr hamburger did not run nobody had ever seen him do any such thing as that but he walked on across the pasture lot toward the deep ravine that cut through the side of the hill to the valley all that time poor julius had been hoeing away desperately upon the last row of his mother's potatoes and she had been smiling at him from the window she was anxious he should get through for she meant to send him to the village for a quarter of a pound of tea it was just as julius reached the last hill that the baby cried and when mrs davis returned to the window to say something about the store and the kind of tea she wanted all she could see of julius was the hoe lying beside that last hill if he hasn't finished them taters and run away she would have been proud of him if she could have seen how wonderfully fast he did run away and down the road he had seen quib and the other hunters days into de lot he exclaimed when he came to the bars dar's pete cory's old straw hat lying by de stone heap must have been somethin wonderful or he'd never forgot his hat that was an old woodchuck of course or he would not have been so large and it may be he knew these boys as well as quib did if not it was his own fault for every one of them had chased him before and so had quib he knew every inch of that pasture lot and he knew the shortest way to the head of the deep ravine boys shouted abe silver with all the breath he had boys he's going for the glen now we've got him the ravine was a rocky and wonderful place and all the boys were perfectly familiar with it and considered it the grandest playhouse in the world or at least in the vicinity of the village if quib once got the woodchuck penned up among those rocks they could play hide-and-seek for him till they should find him some city people that had a picnic there once had called it a glen and the name had stuck to it mainly because it was shorter than any other the boys could think of and beside that the schoolmaster of the district two years before who didn't suit the trustees had been named glen and so the word must have been all right some of the boys were near enough to see the woodchuck make for the two maples at the head of the ravine and bob hicks tumbled over andy thompson while he was shouting catch him quib after they got past those two maple trees there was no more fast running to be done down down deeper and rockier and rougher every rod of it the rugged chasm opened ahead of them and it was necessary for the boys to mind their steps it was a place where a woodchuck or a small dog could get around a good deal faster than any boy but they all followed quib in a way that would have scared their mothers if they had been there it's grand fun said mark penniman finest woodchuck you ever saw come on boys shouted abe silver away ahead we'll get him this time abe had a way of being just the next boy behind the dog in any kind of chase and they all clambered after him in hot haste on went quib and even abe silver could not see him more than half the time for he had an immense deal of dodging to do in and out among the rocks and trees and it was dreadfully shady at the bottom of that ravine the walls of rock where abe was rose more than sixty feet high on either side and the glen was only a few rods wide at the widest place 
he's hold him he's hold him come on we've got him now quib was scratching and yelping like an insane dog at the bottom of what looked like a great crack between two rocks in the left-hand side of the glen as you went down the crack was only an inch or so wide at the bottom and twisted a good deal as it went up for the rock was of the kind known as pudding stone there was a hole just there large enough for a woodchuck too small for a dog dig boys dig dig yourself said pete corey who's going to dig a rock i'd like to know let quib in anyhow he'll drive him out abe was prying at that hole with the dead branch of a tree and almost while he was speaking a great piece of the loose pudding stone fell off and came thumping down at his feet a cave boys a cave just look in quib did not wait for anybody to look in but bounded through the opening with a shrill yelp and abe silover squeezed after him pete corey felt a little nervous when he saw how dark it was but he followed abe and the other boys came on as fast as the width of the hole would let them that is they crept through one boy at a time what surprised them was that the moment they had crawled through that hole they could stand up straight where's the woodchuck asked bob hicks woodchuck why boys this is a regular cave replied abe quib's in here somewhere said mark penniman just hear him yelp hold on said cole thomas there's more light coming in we shall be able to see in a minute the fact was that it took a little time for their eyes to get accustomed to the small amount of light there was in that cave the cave itself was not very large it grew wider for about twenty feet from the hole they came in by and the floor which was covered with bits of rock sloped upward like the roof of a house only not quite so abruptly in the middle it was more than a rod wide then it grew narrower and steeper and darker with every step but they knew about where the upper end must be for they could hear quib barking there it's dark enough said andy come on boys shouted abe silover we'll have that woodchuck this time he's in this cave somewhere they were not very much afraid to keep a little way behind abe silover and in a few minutes they heard him say quib is he there have you got him quib barked and whined and the sound seemed to come from away above them come on boys i can see a streak of light it's like climbing up an old chimney quib's almost on him all that time while they were groping through that cave julius davis was looking around the pasture lot after them he would have been glad of a small glimpse of quib but all he had found as yet was mr hamburger who was standing under an old butternut tree and looking down at a round hollow place in the ground he was smoking very hard have you seen my dog asked julius hold still poi just you wait hi there goes dose woodstuck that's so he's coming right up out ob the hole and dar ain't no dog to foller him away went the woodchuck and julius gave him up for lost but mr hamburger smoked harder than ever and looked down at the hole hark hear dem it is de tog place mine eyes if they don't chase those woodchucks right under mine pasture lot julius could hear quib bark now away down there in the ground and he could not stand still on any one side of that hollow so he danced up and down on every side of it one minute two three minutes it was a dreadfully long time and then it was the voice of abe silover mixed with a long yelp from quib come on boys i've shoved him through i'm going right up after him nothing to pull away but some sods that's de tog exclaimed mr hamburger keep still black boy the rest of those footchucks is coming keep still nothing but some sods to pull away to make that hole large enough 
then abe silover's curly head popped out and the rest of him followed grimy and dirty but in a great fever of excitement and fun after him climbed the other boys one by one mr hamburger did you see where that woodchuck went to de woodchuck i don't know him but de black boy half run after de tog aunt he vas run so fast and effer you saw var you little woodchucks come from eh you climb under mine pasture no use abe said mart penniman we've missed that woodchuck this time we found the cave though said pete corey it is through that he got away from us so many times i tell you vat said mr hamburger de next time you little woodchucks want to chase dat older woodchuck you put a peg over dis hole den you chase him round among de rocks and you will catch de tog and de woodchuck in de same peg that's what we'll do said abe silover but not today, boys he was the finest woodchuck i ever saw but we missed him this time End of chapter 22